Today on Fish and Paul Bunyan Country, we dive in-depth into the brand-new Northern Regulations. We have talked about it a few times over the course of the years as we tried to get this thing through. Gary Barnard has been in the thick of it. He's the Area Fisheries Manager out of the Bemidji office. And, Gary, you got it done. Yeah, we've been talking about this for quite some time, haven't we? <laughs> yes. I know it's something that was near and dear to your heart. Yeah, we've we've been working on this for for a while. In fact, uh, it goes back to about 2014 when we really started ramping up the uh, the discussion about uh, changing pike rigs in the state. So what what has been, happened is there are three uh, regions in the state, and each one has uh, regulations specific to the needs of of those particular waters. Yeah, that's correct. That's uh, what we ended up with. Um, you know, we uh, we'd been hearing from folks at uh, fishing roundtables and such for quite a while that we had to do something about the small pike in in Minnesota. And um, as we took this back to the technical committee and took a closer look at it, and uh, it really came to uh, our attention that uh, this high density small pike issue really wasn't a statewide issue, but it was. Uh, um, pretty common up here in this vicinity and uh, from central Minnesota on north, but uh, the southern part of the state was quite a bit different, and that's kind of how we got started talking about managing by zones. So the north-central uh, zone, which is uh, appears to me to be the biggest one, is what we're a part of, and and uh, it is a, it's a completely different animal than uh, northern fishing has been the last several years. Yeah, yeah, and um, so this... Uh, this regulation for the North Central is really to address the small pike issue, and you know you got to kind of dive into what uh, what caused this in the first place. And you know, selective harvest of big pike for a long time has really caused this problem. So, you remove big pike from the population, then you get an explosion of small pike. Um, they tend to get very high densities, which even slows their growth further and uh, compounds the problem. So. The pike rig that we're uh, rolling out this year for this uh, zone is a 10-fish bag limit for fish under 22 inches, and then a protected slot for fish from 22 to 26, and two of your 10 fish can be over 26 inches. Okay. So uh, 10 total, two can be over 26, nothing between 22 and 26. That's correct. What's that? That uh, 22 to 26 is it's a pretty narrow slot when you think about it. It's just a four-inch protected slot, but it's positioned right about at the point where pike start to become more acceptable anglers. Where less than 22 inches, most pike get usually get released. Once they hit 22, is when the harvest really kicks in. So that's when we've been depleting these populations from 22 on. So providing some protection and, and pushing them up to, uh, to 26 inches before they're vulnerable to harvest again is, uh, is really what's going to improve the size structure of the populations. 
Do are you encouraging people to go out and fish for pike and and take a bunch of t- under twenty twos? Well, we are. You know, that's uh, the opportunity we're providing with that ten fish bag limit. It's uh, it's pretty obvious those fish are in surplus. There's no harm in taking lots of those small fish. It would actually help if they did. But we do understand that a lot of people won't harvest those small ones. If they want to, they're there for surplus and uh, and have at them. That's, uh, that's the reasoning behind the 10-fish bag. Um, so the combination of maybe anglers harvesting more of those small ones, but the suppression from larger pike, that those two things are directed at trying to reduce abundance of small pike. What would you say is the timeline before we might start to see some change and improvement? Well, it's going to take some time, especially on the numbers end of it. Um, we'll see some shifts in size pretty quickly because that's one of the beauties of this slot where it's uh, where it's located is that fish are going to grow into that slot. There's plenty of small fish to grow into it for protection. So we should see some improvement in those mid-sized fish pretty quickly. Um, and and these fish are still somewhat slow growing because of the high density, so they'll be protected in the slot for a while. But uh, it's positioned so that they will eventually grow out of it, and that's going to take you know two to three, maybe four years for males to grow through that slot and start coming out the other end as twenty-six inch fish. And I think a lot of anglers are going to really like that one when, uh, when that comes around. Oh, absolutely. Well, like I said, you, you've been involved in it for a long time, and it was uh, something you really wanted to, to do. Um, are you a big fan of northern pike or just wanted to, just wanted things to be better? Well, uh, a couple things. Uh, kind of frustrated with the state of the pike populations here. I knew, I knew they could be better than, than they are. But the other part was uh, the ripple effect that pike have on the rest of the fish community and trying to manage these uh, these lakes for walleye um, in these high pike densities is really kind of um, like running into a buzzsaw. You know, you, you stock either fry or fingerlings into these lakes, and it's uh, they have to run the, the gauntlet of high pike density to, to get some back to the angler. So there's a, there's a number of good things about trying to restore some size distribution in your pike besides just what it does for pike. More on the new pike regs with Gary Barnard from the Area Fisheries Office in Bemidji coming up. Plus, we'll hear from Jason Rylander of North Country Guide Service. Welcome back to Fish and Pop on Game Country. One of the interesting things is, you know, a lot of people, like you said, aren't aren't keeping pike and uh, look down their noses at pike. And yet, when I talk to the serious anglers, the guides, and the people who are out there every day, once they figured out how to take the bones out, uh, they love catching pike because it is a delicious fish. Yeah, it is, and it's it's always kind of been a harvest species. You know, we've we've tried to manage at times for for trophy pike opportunities, and and these regs aren't really to do that. Um, a lot of the focus is on harvest, obviously the extra harvest opportunity below 22, but um, having that two fish bag limit over 26, is, it's pretty clear that we are managing for a harvest fishery and, and trying to keep this as a, as a harvest fishery as well as improving the, the size. So um, we kind of been criticized in the past of really putting on some very restrictive slot limits that that fish grew into and really never grew out of, never were um, back to the harvest fishery again. So uh, this is more of a combination regulation where it's going to do something to improve quality, but yet do something to improve the harvest fishery as well. Okay. 
All right. Uh, just out of curiosity's sake, what what are the other regulations in the other regions? Okay, the other zones, and um, what came clear right away was the southern zone that that really has the opposite, where uh, where pike don't reproduce very well down there. So they're actually stocking pike in the southern, um, maybe third of the state. Uh, to provide a fishery, so really, this would have been the worst regulation to apply down there, where they're they're trying to increase abundance <laughs> and that kind of thing. So, down there, they have a minimum size limit. Protect those pike when they're small to let them grow up a little bit. Um, they've got exceptionally good growth rates because of the low density that they uh, exist at and the high productivity of those waters. So. Growing out of a, a minimum size limit is no problem down there. So we put a 24-inch minimum there, and then they have a two-fish bag limit over 24. So, again, uh, the speed at which they'll, they'll see some results, I think, um, will be pretty good down there because of the fast growth rates. Okay. And then uh, the northeast? The northeast, again, was kind of a, a different animal as well. That, that came out later as we were starting to look at these. We we first just talked about a north-south split, and then folks in the northeast said, now, wait a minute, we, we don't have the high-density problems either. They've got good reproduction, but not excessive, because they really haven't cropped off their big fish up there. They've got good size distribution now. So um, rather than mess that up, um, we went with just a... 30 to 40 inch protected slot up there to protect the big fish that still exist. Um, that slot would be almost ineffective here because there are no fish, very few fish that size. Yeah. But up there, you protect them while you still have them, then it can be effective. So um, that's got that, that high slot limit to protect big fish because they're still growing them, and a two fish bag limit below 30 inches so that they can still uh, have their harvest fish too. So. Okay. Again, uh, all three of these uh, zones are looking at uh, at harvest as a as a big part of the opportunity. Okay. Now, here in the north central zone, um, there are still lakes that have uh, special regs that have been put in place before, and those do supersede the new regulations. Yeah, they do. the The special regs will stay in place for a while, anyway. Um, we are going to look at some of these and and see if they're meeting the objectives for. Uh, for high-quality pike fisheries, and if they are, we may want to keep them in place because there is still demand for, you know, trophy-type fisheries around, too. Uh, we just couldn't do that on a broad scale across the entire state, but uh, having a few lakes with that high quality, like like Upper Red and those types, um, there's still demand for that. Um, but we'll also look at some that, you know, may work just as well. If we were just looking for reductions in densities uh, in those lakes, then maybe this uh, zone regulation will work just as well. We might just revert to that. So we'll be reviewing those over the next couple of years and maybe making a few changes. Okay. Anything else we need to know about the new northern regs? Well, the the one thing that always comes up is uh, how is it going to affect spearing? And, uh, you know, we're going into the open water season, so it's not a big deal right now. But uh, um, spears have been concerned about it when we've put on uh, these types of regulations in the past, and we, we took that into consideration as well because uh, that's an important uh, tradition as well. So um, we, we are allowing... During the winter, during the spearing season, uh, spears can take one in the slot as a mistake fish. Um, you know, they've always said it's very difficult to spear around the edges of a slot. So um, I think we, we get that and uh, making some exceptions there. Um, if they use it properly, they can use it as a true mistake. So they can try to 
they're encouraged to try to avoid the slot and do their best to not spearfish within the protected slot, and then they've always got that one as a backup if they make that mistake. Okay. Um, yeah, that that's right. Spearing is. I know a lot of people are really big on spearing and enjoy the dark house uh, uh, fishing situation. So, um, good if you can keep them on your side, right? Yeah, you know, it, it, it's a big part of the pike fishery in this state, and uh, we recognize that. And, um, you know, we we couldn't have got this regulation done without the support of Spears as well, so uh, we appreciate that, and I, I think uh, we've finally come to some uh, compromise here that everybody can live with. You know, as I talk to people around, you know, Paul Bunyan Country all the time, and over the last few years, I mean, I would bring this up to people and get their vibe, and, I just I just didn't ever hear any any negatives about it. I think most people were were very positive and hoping it would happen. So I, I wouldn't think regulation. Yeah. Yes, I, I'm hearing the same thing. You know, we we did a, an awful lot of work getting uh, getting out there and talking to people and taking input. We made some adjustments. Uh, you know, the Northeast regulation was adjusted some with uh, public input, and some of the boundary lines were adjusted too after getting some input from. Um, the public, as well as uh, you know, the area managers that lived along those boundaries, trying to make sure we get the right lakes in the right zones and stuff. And uh, I think overall, uh, we're hearing an awful lot of positive feedback. Like you say, that uh, we, it's a long time coming. People recognize the problem that we're trying to fix. This isn't just uh, you know looking for a problem. It, it's it's been out there, and a lot of people have seen it. Okay, and that uh, that goes into effect May twelfth, right? Yep, it's uh, it's on the books now, so when the fishing opener uh, kicks off, uh, these regulations will be in effect, and uh, we're pretty excited about it. Gary Barnard is the Area Fisheries Manager out of the Bemidji office, talking about the new northern regs in, uh, in our neck of the woods. And, Gary, we always appreciate your time. Thank you so much. Okay, thank you, Kevin. Some people fish, some people don't. Those people are clueless. This is Fish and Paul Bunyan Country. Had a chance to talk with Jason Rylander of North Country Guide Service at the Northwoods Bait and Tackle Open House a couple weeks ago. Hello, Jason. Hey, Kev. How are you? I'm good. I'm sure it's a lot of fun shop talk this weekend. Oh, this is a lot of fun. You got not only get to converse with local anglers, I get to hang out with a pile of guides I don't get to see all summer because we're all busy on the lake. Right, and, uh, and, and this is a great place, Northwoods Bait and Tackle, great location right across from Lake Bemidji in the Northwoods Access. Uh, it makes perfect sense to have a bait shop here. I don't know if they make a better spot in the state of Minnesota for a bait shop than what we've got going on right here. How convenient. You've got a, a restaurant a block down the road. You've got a liquor store right there, so you can get your beer, have lunch, get your bait, and head out on the lake, and it's a one-stop shop. This is like a northern Minnesota man's ideal block. It's, it's paradise. <laughs> it's paradise just on the north end of Lake Bemidji. Well, Jason, uh, we may not be out on the water the opener. What's your gut telling you? I think we'll be on the water. I think there'll be just some spots you will have a difficult time getting to unless you jump your boat onto some ice chunks. <laughs> Which we probably don't want to do. But, uh, you know, what, what lakes are you going to open on if you can I'm heading south. Uh, for opener, I go back to my hometown every year, Ashby, Minnesota, near Fergus Falls. Uh, the local sportsman's club down there, Coots Unlimited, has their banquet on the afternoon of fishing opener. So I go fish local lakes and then go support them and, and help them out with their banquet and their event and 
try to win uh, win some sporting goods. <laughs> well, who doesn't want to do that? But but Jason, uh, up here this neck of the woods, what's going to be some good opening water? Anything that has a river attached to it is where I would be fishing. That's where I'm. When I get back on Sunday, I'll hit something with a river, whether it's Putz Up Irvin into Car Marquette hit the Mississippi, hit the Schoolcraft, uh, even the Turtle River chain, that's going to be hot. Uh, Big Turtle, Mulville, if you can get into there, Little Turtle is going to be hot, uh, Turtle River Lake, and and all the water in between those I think is going to be holding fish with, with this late spring. And you're going to want to have jigs and you're going to want to have minnows. You're going to want to have jigs and you're going to want to have minnows, and if, if you're with me, you're going to have nightcrawlers because I've been waiting months to drag a nightcrawler. I know it's not uh, your typical opener technique, but... I just I have to do it for at least a little bit is pull a crawler and by golly it has worked for me the last few years. With the uh, late ice out, probably going to be a late spawn, so the fishing might be a little different than most openers. Yeah, the fish will be doing a little bit different stuff as they're coming. They're probably going to be fresh, fresh out of spawn. I certainly won't be spending a ton of time over eight feet of water. I think they'll be shallow. Okay. So, Jason, uh, if we can want to use you for a guide, are you still available? Or are you booked up for the whole summer already? Oh, I've got plenty of spots. Uh, you can reach me at 218-766-7781 or get a hold of Matt uh, on our uh, website, northcountryguides.com. Thanks for stopping by today, and thanks for uh, talking with me. Thank you, Kev. Now we're going fishing. <laughs> <laughs>